Well, we are back. Back again. I don't know about you guys, but I enjoy that intro music thoroughly. <laughs> intro tune was hot. It was hot. <laughs> but in our, uh, because we don't take anything seriously, it seems. In our last podcast, uh, we had this whole conversation around hearing from God. We talked about what it was for us to hear from God, and I hope you took some time and thought about how you hear from God and what that looks like as you hear from God and how he challenges you as you listen and maybe even began to process who are some of those people that you seek counsel from, that wise counsel that can help you and come alongside you and speak truth. And so as we take that now and that idea of hearing from God, we wanted to sort of head right into that next conversation, which seems natural to us, and that being calling. Right? What is it to be called from God? Who is called from God? How are we called from God? What does this look like? Um, maybe even is this language, are we abusing it? Are we using calling correctly? Do we need to speak to something in particular? So, needless to say, I just threw about 12 conversation <laughs> topics out there. Uh, Mike and Steven, I want to just invite you in. And sort of, let's get the conversation started. Is is everybody called? Who's called? Is that your final question? Yes. I'll start there. Done. <laughs> yeah, I think of uh, Jesus saying, um, as the Father sent me, I send you. And then Spurgeon saying, every Christian is a missionary or an imposter. And That's I, one of my favorite lines. I love that one. Love it. I, there's no such thing as an unsent Christian. We're all sent as missionary disciple makers, wherever we are. And I, I think part of the question is what, um, what is the mission? And when I think about calling, I think all of us are called to God's mission in the world, which is we want to see everything that isn't right made right again I, on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, people, places, and things restored and made right again. Uh, so if somebody is not experiencing community, God has called us to open up our table and see them experience community. If, um, if somebody is hurting, God's calling us to listen and be present for them and care for them. And So we are all called on God's mission in the world to see what is broken become beautiful again. And then I, th I think there's a kind of a second piece. Um, is there specific calling that's unique to us outside of everyone who's called on the mission of God? Um, which I, I think is a different question. Yeah, I think you, um, I think there's a, at least in the kingdom, there's a universal call. Like you just said, there's, you know, great commandment, great commission, things like that. Like, am I called to yeah. love my neighbor? Yes. Duh. Uh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> am I called to love my enemy? This is rocket yeah. science. Of course. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but what we're saying is challenging. Mm -hmm. We say duh, but I would I would refrain from being so crass, almost in the sense that people haven't experienced that type of thing. They, mm -hmm. they haven't uh, been loved in such a way where loving their neighbor is as simple as what you're saying. And so, yes, I believe... We are all called to love our neighbor. Mm -hmm. um, 
but it's it's learning it's think, learning yeah, think, it's learning that we are. I think we love the idea of loving our neighbor, just like people love the idea of making disciples. You know, I, we love the idea. People love to sit around in rooms on couches and talk about loving their neighbor and then never do it. That's yeah, because <laughs> we we feel really good about intention, but. God isn't looking for intention. He's looking for obedience. I'm going to sit for six weeks and try to discern whether God wants me to take cookies to my neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Do it. <laughs> take the cookies. <laughs> now the question is, no. what kind of cookies? <laughs> yeah. That's the six week. Right <laughs> Once again, uh-huh. I'm going to be the, uh, the bad guy here. Mm-hmm. We are all apostolic and evangelistic in nature. Mm-hmm. And like for us, mm-hmm. what we're saying is like, duh, take the cookies. Mm-hmm. But my question would be, as we're helping the listener understand that, like you are called to that mm-hmm. way of life. Mm-hmm. How do we say that in love? Mm-hmm. And how do we, how do we challenge people to understand what God is truly calling them to. I don't think Jesus would call us to do something that we were not capable of doing. Um, I, I think that there is... Now, I, when I say that, we're not capable without his help. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a dependence. There's an absolute... I can't love my neighbor or uh, I can't love my enemy apart from the Holy Spirit. That, that's, that is supernatural because it's not the way of the world. But for him to command that is, it's going to look, I, I, in one way I say it's going to look different for each person. But really, I mean, I'm, I'm asking you guys, does it really look different? Because it's going to come down to um, how do we communicate love to people? We serve them. We serve them. Now, um, I'm kind of an introvert extrovert. I'm one of those 50-50 people. So I kind of have a foot in both worlds. Uh, although I, I tend to be more I sound more extroverted, but I'm not. But the fact of the matter is there's an obedience that comes to that call, regardless of whether I'm an introvert or an extrovert, or regardless of how I'm wired, I'm called to serve. What does that mean? It means putting the needs of someone else above mine. Now, how that's expressed might be different, but the motivation behind it and the call to obedient, to obey that I think is pretty, I mean, it's, the, it is I would, the, the call is universal, right? Yes. So uh-huh. we've, we've said that the, would you, the form that it takes, am I, yeah. am I, am yeah. I way I'm, off I'm base? Not sure I would do, am I wrong? Not, yeah. Just tell me I'm wrong. If I'm that's not what sure. We need to, to I'm not sure I would take cookies to somebody. If, if, you know, if, if God told me to take cookies to somebody, I'd take it, but I'm not, I would probably my approach would be a little different, but, I, the key would be is wanting them to feel loved. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, if you if you have a an idea to do good, and you're wondering, should I do it? It's good, <laughs> loving, kind. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Um, because it's not going to be wrong. Yeah. To, yeah, to do good, to do it's something good, it's God. To do something good or or loving or kind is. It's always, always a good decision. We, we shouldn't be so perplexed about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are other times where God will give us unique ideas that mm-hmm. can connect with a certain 
person uh, to kind of meet them where they're at. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it's listening too. Um, heard someone say, uh, use the analogy of a doctor who would say, listen to your patients. They're telling you what the problem is. And I, I think many, many of us who are attempting to follow Jesus are just terrible listeners. Yeah, that's true. So we don't take time to, to listen both to God and to the people that are in our life. Mm-hmm. And when we listen, we go, okay, I, I'm aware of where they're hurting, what their needs are, whether it's relational, physical, emotional, spiritual. And now I'm responding to what God has made clear to me to love this person in the way that they need to be loved right now. I think one of my, one of our prayers um, in our mission field is God, give us eyes to see what you see, hear what you hear, feel what you feel and, and the ability to do what you want to do. And I think what that does is it's, it's aligning your compass. It's taking it off yourself. And so whether I'm walking through a park or through Walmart, um, I'm, I'm, walking i'm still doing my shopping or i'm still doing whatever i'm doing but it's like the radar is on and there's a sensitivity to i find myself engaging people that i normally wouldn't engage i you know everyone at walmart wears a name tag and one thing we've learned here at disney is when you call somebody by their name it's one of the most beautiful things the human brain can hear so to hear your name spoken hey bill how's it how's your day it may not sound like much I really believe it's moving people one step closer to Jesus because you are speaking to their, who they are. That's helpful for me because I call everyone bro. <laughs> you do. Actually, you do. I do. <laughs> I should start saying people's names. By the way, I'm Stephen. <laughs> but no, I think, but what happens, I think is, is it's that kind of a call is a, it's, it's a daily surrender. It's, it's, it's getting up every day saying, Lord, I want to be you today. I want you to work in me and through me. And I don't want to miss those opportunities. And they're usually opportunities we wouldn't recognize if we were just going about. So do you think part of the struggle is you have um, the calling that we're all called to? Yes. And then the individual calling. Yeah. I think I think there's one in the middle. And this is just my opinion. So Ooh, a third track. A third, a third track. Yeah. I think there's a universal call, which is which is the you know, the commands of Jesus. Then there's a corporate call for the for the local church body. Yep. Who, who are they called? How what's what's the unique giftings of that? And we'll probably talk about that at some other in, point. In which the the local church body can take multiple forms. Exactly. Ooh, exactly. It can? What? Whoa, Whoa baby. Whoa. And then there's different the, forms then there's of the, ecclesia. <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> we lost track. Keep going. I totally distracted us. You had a great okay. point. I'm usually the one who gets distracted. So, um, so yeah, universal call. Um, corporate call. Corp- and then there's the corporate call, and then there's the individual call. And, of course, if, if when you line those up, it looks really beautiful because uh, in the corporate, I'm a hand or a foot or an eye. You know, it's there's this gift. I'm just glad you didn't say a hand, a foot, or a mouth. Yeah, well, there's another body part, too. That's sickness, right? Hand, foot, and mouth? <laughs> but I'm pumped. <laughs> but in any case, I think it's just, I, I just want to acknowledge that, that there is, um, and, and I think when you look at the individual callings, the individual, it, it, they make up the corporate call. And that's what makes the church so incredibly unique as far as an expression of the kingdom wherever they're located. So, yeah, so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to throw that in there, but 
Mm-hmm. So maybe we can maybe we can zero you in. You did mean to throw. Yeah, you yes. did, and I'm you glad did. that you did. <laughs> so so I think the one we're in complete agreement on is the universal call. I hope so. And I think for sure <laughs> one that we may need to do some uh, digging around in is oh, that yeah, corporate call yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the individual mm-hmm. call. So for our our listener, I think one of the things is like I don't want to assume that they're. Mm-hmm. They're all with us, although I hope they are, because mm-hmm. hope we're being clear enough. Is as we talk about the corporate call, we talk about like the validity mm-hmm. of each believer, mm-hmm. right? How they play a critical and central role to the health and the vibrancy of the gospel going forward. And I think we need to sort of deal with that a little bit and then deal with the personal call mm-hmm. because th- I don't think they operate separately. It's like no. understanding who we are and mm-hmm. then living into who we mm-hmm. are in our calling. Does that make so, sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, every church, I mean, that's one thing that, that I think all of us have had the opportunity to see what God is doing, how he's expressing himself in, in churches around the country and in some places around the world. And each one is different. It's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. And they, Churches that understand their context, their mission in a particular a church in uh, uh, in the slums of, of of India is going to, in some ways, corporately look different than a church that's at Walt Disney World. Now, same universal call, mm-hmm. okay, uh, to you know uh, love your neighbor, love your enemy, make disciples, love one another, you know, all of that. But then it's when it when that love and all those things are started to concentrate outward into the local context. And uh, I think it was uh, Will Mancini who actually talked about the idea of the local predicament, uh, focusing on what's what what are the needs of your community where your where your church is at locally. Um, that that can take on a little bit of a, a, diff- a completely different expression. It's still expressing the Great Commission, still expressing the Great Commandments. All those things, but what does it look like practically, tangibly? It could be different. Yeah, so if you're looking for, we're sitting, if you could just picture it here, we're sitting on Stephen's back patio here and see some palm trees, bunch of houses. Um, You can, right over the fence, you could, uh, I I think, kind of glimpse uh, Magic Kingdom, right? Cinderella's Castle's right our Great listeners can't see it, but I'm houses. pointing to my left. <laughs> Cinderella's castle yeah. back here. Mm-hmm. Um, if Stephen has has some people here that he's saying, okay, we want to be good news to this neighborhood. We feel called to this neighborhood. I'm, I'm just saying theoretically. Mm-hmm. And they say, we want to be the church here. So let's love these people. Um, to be a church, we want to worship God. Um follow Jesus, understand his stories and his teachings and live his way of life. Um, we want to be like a family. So we're, we're going to connect with each other, love each other, care for each other. And, and to care for people means to care for the whole person. That's right. It, it isn't just a uh, <clears throat> sort of like a sales pitch to get people in the club, but it's a, we actually love our friends. We view them as family, the family of God, all created in the image of God. And to care for my friends means that I care for their physical needs. Um, if my friend's sick or hungry, 
I want to take care of that because it's my friend. Of course. If I care for my friend, I'm going to care about their emotional needs. It's my friend. I'm going to listen and uh, care about what you're going through, pray for you. Mm-hmm. If I care about my friend, I'm going to care about your spiritual needs. Mm-hmm. If I care about my friend, I'm going to care about your relational needs. You need community, table, mm-hmm. friendship, family. Um, and and then the mission is to see that the entire community experiences that. Mm-hmm. They become like a family. That their needs are met. They experience community. Um, we, we just see this whole place become transformed and loved and cared for and served. Now, how you do it in this neighborhood is going to be different than other neighborhoods and what the needs are in this neighborhood are going to be different than other neighborhoods. And, you know, some neighborhoods or places in the world are need a whole lot more attention when it comes to emotion, emotional needs, or uh, they, they need a whole lot more when it comes to, they feel alienated, isolated, um, disconnected from relationship or community. Some uh, don't understand spiritual purpose at all. And need to see a um, need to connect with God. Um, so the needs are going to be different and unique. And then the people that team up with Stephen are all going to have unique callings and and how to help Stephen and the rest of the community be good news in a neighborhood like this. So you've got some people that say, "I feel uniquely called to shepherd and love and care and listen." Others say, I feel uniquely called to bring people around the table. Mm-hmm. And so they would experience community and have a great meal and feel a part of the family. I feel uniquely called to stand up for some of the injustice that's happening in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so each of them are uniquely going to play a different role mm-hmm. in seeing this neighborhood mm-hmm. transformed mm-hmm. in positive ways. And that shapes the corporate, the, the, the corporate calling. Because it's it's the individuals that it, I, I think I think if you think about it, it's the wow I'm having a kind of an aha moment here. There's that universal calling, how it impacts the individual, and then the conduit of that is the corporate calling, hmm. the expression of that. So you go the the, the call of God is for the the entire world mm-hmm. to be transformed, mm-hmm. right? And we're all called to that to follow Jesus to make disciples of every nation, everywhere. Um, But then Stephen's specific expression of the church that might come out of his neighborhood with a few other people, potentially, Mm -hmm. um, would would be specific to this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And that could be an expression of the church, Mm -hmm. is that you've got this church that's very specifically targeted to this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And then you have people from within the church that are very specific in how they're called to help the church mm-hmm. fulfill the calling of being salt and light mm-hmm. in this neighborhood. So I agree with every single thing we are saying. I want to bring it all the way down to our listener though. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting there and they're asking themselves, how, like, how, how do I do this? What does this look like for me? Okay, so I'm, I'm learning to hear from God. Now you're talking to me about, okay, I'm called by God? Like, I'm called by God to what? Or what, is it, what does it look like in my life? How do we help them be set free into that? Because I think that's a difficult piece is 
we hear these things in its great head. It's, oh, yes, I feel affirmed, right? I feel empowered now, but we don't, there seems to be this disconnect for us as we begin to live into our empowerment, we shy away. Mm-hmm. And God isn't asking us to shy away. If he's calling us, mm-hmm. if he has called us as individuals, what does it look like at the very practical level to bring it all the way down? So when we walk mm-hmm. away from this podcast, and this is the last one we ever listened to, mm-hmm. we understand there is a directive and an, uh, okay. an action required in my life. Yeah, I. this is how we do it in cast member church. Um, simply, we recognize that our call is the Great Commission. It starts there, the, the, you know, to, to make the step. Now, all of that. What? All of, oh, I know. All of the teachings of Jesus, everything flow into that because he said, teaching them everything that I have Commanded commanded you. you. So everything flows into that Great Commission. That's the call. How that call is expressed is where the challenge comes. And we see that as connection. How do I connect the Great Commission to the people that are in my everyday world. For us, it's Disney, but you know what? Let's be honest. It's also for me at Walmart. It's also it's it's when I take my car in to be serviced. It's mm-hmm. not. It, it, there's never a point where God says you can turn it off now. Okay, but but let's just for for the sake of this uh, discussion, my challenge is how do I connect that? And I think. Uh, there's there's several strategies. Jesus gave us the person of peace strategy. There's sure. lots of things that we could talk about. But really the question is, who do you connect with? Mm-hmm. Who are the people that you are, that, that, that there is a, I get you. I get you. You start there. You start there. I, I used a word in our last podcast. I'm going to. There's complexification, right? That we I remember, yeah. I remember that. Right? That's right. We over complexify. Everybody today, hashtag complexification, <laughs> and put it on every we, social media so, post. And I think I think that's what I'm. I'm We're going viral. <laughs> complexification, baby. Right. We over complexify. <laughs> You're, You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Wow. But we we. We create complexity where there doesn't need to be complexity. Right. And and I, I think that's what I want to get to is like for the listener to hear and understand there is, okay, I'm called today. Yeah. I'm called here at Walmart, mm-hmm. right? I'm called when I go and pick up my kids from school. Mm-hmm. I'm called when I'm interacting with my family mm-hmm. at dinner time. Right. Right, I'm I'm called when I'm teaching on Sunday. Yep. Because we do that in our church. Really? I know. I yes, we do. Yeah. I know. What a concept. <laughs> yes, but but like in all of those spaces to live into mm-hmm. what God has put intrinsically into each one of us uniquely. Yeah. I mean, if, oh, go ahead. I I think we start with Jesus, and Jesus determines mission for us. Mm-hmm. Right. So, the the two of you are sort of getting at that that wherever we're at. We're missionaries. Mm-hmm. It could be your workplace, it could be your neighborhood, mm-hmm. your friend circle, the coffee shop you're a part of, the pub you go to to watch the game, mm-hmm. um, the pickup that, lane at school. Those are mm-hmm. all places wherever we go, we are good news mm-hmm. to those people, or should be, because we're sent. Mm-hmm. And so, if you start with Jesus, and then Jesus sort of opens up our eyes to the the people that we regularly see. How do we love them, serve them, be good news wherever we're at? Um, that becomes a, a mission field. And then that determines what church could look like. What does church look like for these people? 
And so you, you end up in a context like ours, Narrow Road, you end up with uh, people starting micro churches in their workplace mm-hmm. because those are the people that they hang out with and see regularly. And then they grab a coffee or breakfast after work with them and they meet their needs and start to talk about the deeper questions people have and uh, expression of the church forms out of that. Um, it happens in neighborhoods, it happens at local pubs. So people just say, hey, this, these are the people that I'm seeing regularly. These are the friends that um, my heart's breaking for that I want to help and listen to and support. Uh, these are the needs that I see every day in the places that I go. So um, churches are forming out of those places that we're regularly in and walking in. Instead of feeling like I have to go somewhere else in order to be on mission or, or start a church or become a part of a church. Or live into my calling. Or live into mm-hmm. my calling. You just say, no, right, right here, right now, where I'm at, the people that I'm around, mm-hmm. I get to be... Uh, a child of of God. What, uh, we have the most practical way we do it, and and we decided to boil everything down to one measurement in our church because it had to be. You can do all kinds of metrics, you know, and but it really comes down to this: How can I bring people one step closer to Jesus in every encounter, in every engagement? Doesn't mean slapping down the four spiritual laws. Doesn't necessarily mean it could be simply just be joyful. Be the person that is the most joyful in their life that day. It could be and trust that the Holy, I mean, live intentionally, no doubt with that. But I think in a practical term is when I go, when we go out, you know, for lunch today, when we do that, how can we bring the people that we encounter one step closer to Jesus? Yeah. That's a, I think that's, and, that's, that's a, and that's really what it comes down to. And what I love about scripture is how God uses messed up people to do just that. Mm-hmm. Right. And you just look through scripture and like when he calls people, like they don't have it together. <laughs> right. I mean, think about Moses. I mean, the guy couldn't even speak. Right. I mean, be, this is what he says. <laughs> and so, but what does God do? He brings someone alongside mm-hmm. him in Aaron. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about Paul in the new Testament. Mm-hmm. He's, when he's called, he's persecuting the very people that God is then calling him yeah. <laughs> to yeah. love and help. Mm-hmm. Be, be I, so- I love the re- I love the reference of and you know they perceived that they were uneducated yeah. and common men. <laughs> yeah. They had been with Jesus. Yeah, when he calls the disciples, <laughs> yeah. right? He calls the disciples. Go, Man, these these people are dumb and not qualified, but they've been hanging out with Jesus, right? And so we want to hang out with them, and, and there's something different about them because right. of who they've been with. Right. And I, I think uh, oftentimes we feel like I'm not I'm not qualified enough. I'm not knowledgeable enough. I don't have the background or the training or the skills to be able to love people in my workplace and be a missionary and all that kind of stuff. And you just go, no, just if if, if you have a idea to bring a box of donuts to your mm-hmm. workplace and love the people that you're working with do it yeah. and it's, and then whatever comes out of that conversations or coffee later or dinner on a friday night allow allow the spirit of god to use you mm-hmm. to love the people that you're around and see what he does i think i think it's going back to moses you know moses is listing the reasons why god has made the wrong choice yeah. you know and i love god's response what do you have in your hand 
What do you, I mean, what, what have you got? It's a stick. <laughs> okay, throw it down. Let me show you what I can do. And, you know, we know the story it turns into a snake and then God tells him to pick it up. I mean, it's because who's the center of the story? Exactly, right? exactly. And so what happens, I believe, is what have you got in your hand today? What have you got? Is it a box of donuts? Can you, do you have time to stop at Dunkin' on the way to, to work? Do you have a, do you, have a, a, you know, do you have time to make a bowl of soup for the person down the street that's not feeling well? Uh, maybe just, do you have the time just to ask the person checking you out at Walmart saying, hey, how's your day going? What have you, what do you have in your hands? Because God can take anything you give him and do something with it. Mm-hmm. But we've got to be willing to, to do it. Well, there you go. Well, I, uh, I appreciate that. I think that's a great space, right? God can take anything. Mm. We just need to be willing. And, and I, I hope we're willing to begin to hear this idea that there is a, a universal call. There's a, a corporate call and, and a very personal call in your life. And I think, I think maybe we can deal with what that can look like uh, for us as individuals. Maybe we'll talk a little bit into like APEST as an extrovert and an in, introvert and what that looks like yeah. as we live into our calling. Um, but I, I hope that we see that if God's willing to use someone as messed up as Moses, he's willing to use me. Mm-hmm. As messed up as Paul, <laughs> he's willing to use me. And we, and we take these guys and we, like, they live on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly the opposite of what God intended. Mm-hmm. right? He's like, do you see who they were? Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at how they, how they led and how they served. And I think what God they chose did. them specifically to say anyone can do this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyone. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose regular people that I'm I'm not gonna go and uh, get the the biblical scholars who have mm-hmm. scripture memorized mm-hmm. and pick those people. Mm-hmm. And other than Paul, who it, it was a crazy transformation story, but the rest of them, it's like average fishermen. But he was killing people. people. Remember that Paul was <laughs> killing people. Yeah. He was having them stoned to death. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, God. Yeah, the early church was afraid of him. Yeah, I mean, he showed up. They're like, and if God can we trust guy. this guy? Yeah, if God <laughs> can Paul's use cool him now, he's good. <laughs> if God okay, can use, if God can use him, he can use you and me. Right on. Right on. Well, that does it for this episode. I look forward to engaging in the next conversation. I'm Tim. I'm here with Mike and Stephen, and we will see you on the outside. <laughs>